Hi, this is Taryn Killam, and you're listening to Shut Up Leonard, or something like that. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard! I found your YouTube page! What's the point in reviewing frozen pizza? You're a box. Shut up, Leonard! Nobody even knows what you're talking about. I heard about your prescription sauce. Right, too! Shut up, Leonard! I know about your crooked wang! Come on, Leonard, shut up. You smell like mentholiptus. Put on a bathing suit. Shut up, Leonard. There are no white women here, Leonard. This is not a party. What it is, soul brother. I'm thinking about breaking into the TV game. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Is it recording? Yes. Andrew's producing this episode, so to speak. And I don't know. Are you sure? Does it, does it say? Numbers are going up. Okay, let's go. They're who, floating up into who, the sky. Who protected this episode? <laughs> no, we want to thank Alex uh, Moshina oh, of Slactory.com. S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y.com. Uh, for, for making the Shut Up Leonard Mega Mix. Yes. Which is, in fact... <laughs> we got some dog noise. She has heard something out the window and is not happy about it. That's fine. I don't think they can hear. Okay. They, 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 they only hear what we want them to hear. It's true. Nope, well, they heard that. For now sure. they heard that for sure. <laughs> we're recording in a cooler room. Cool, yeah. Hopefully, it, we don't get as insane as we do when we're in a hot room. I mean, room. it wasn't hot last time we recorded, and we still got pretty insane. Well, you never know. Uh, who predicted this episode? No, we got to even talk about what this episode is. Ooh, this is we, the tenth episode of season three, not the ninth, as our numbering might suggest on the website right now. Yeah, the numbering will be fixed. I accidentally said the last episode was the eighth episode, even though the episode before that was the eighth episode. Well, every episode is the eighth episode of the eighth episode. Oh my god. This, this December, we're the December of the December. <laughs> yes. Oh, I... Uh, anyway. Um, the tenth episode of season three. This is a... This, uh, this, we should send this episode to Yuma, because it's 310. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll send it to Yuma. Yeah. Okay, bye, episode. See ya. Off to Yuma with ya. Uh, and it's called... Regional holiday music, and it's protected by. Um, it's written by. Here's the thing: I can never remember if it's written or directed that you do. I do both. So I made up a word. I used to do just written, and now I do both. Written by Andy Shapiro. It's written by a, a and, duo and a noob Layla duo. Carnigan. It's a man and a woman. The duo. It is. Uh, and they were on the commentary. Written by Amy... Cl- close. Beckinsale. Oh, man. And Tukey Clothespin. <laughs> yeah, Tukey Clothespin. Written by John Harndling nope. and Arnie, the girl, in parentheses, <laughs> Sheffield. <laughs> Written by Steve Bazalone and, and Annie Me- Mebin. Annie, goddamn, I knew Annie it was a Mebin. name. Annie Mevin, directed by Tristram Shapiro. Yep. Uh, I, I think in in like our season five and six stuff, we didn't mention the director that much, but I like mentioning the director a lot now in the classics uh, because, uh, you know, the classics. Sure. Tristram, he did a lot of did a lot of good eps. We got the yeah. we got the Russos getting in. Yeah. Justin uh, Lin sometimes. Justin Lin sometimes. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Like we mentioned it in what was it season six when they had uh, Bobcat Goldthwait? Bob's Crash Goldfarb. He did a couple. He did one, I believe. Okay. I thought it was two, maybe. And he did, as he revealed, as he talked about Harmontown, he did the episode after the one with Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> and they were both in the Police Academy films. Mm-hmm. And so they t- said words to each other. Good ones or bad ones? I think good. Oh, okay. I don't think they've got any beef. I thought they purposely weren't 
on the same ep. No. <laughs> I thought that was what you were implying. No, 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 no. Like they passed went in the halls and said, get out of here. Yeah, they just like mad <laughs> yeah. <out> each other. <laughs> yes. And? <laughs> oh, man. Overview. Ooh, overview. This is the Christmas episode for this season. Yeah. Christmas, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, Hanukkah episode for this season. Menorica, please. <laughs> uh, where uh, essentially this episode is kind of a parody of Glee, in a sense. Yes. And also, it's just a musical episode. Yeah. Uh, but more, I think very specifically, it is um, playing off of what Glee does, the TV show, former TV show Glee. Yeah. Is it dead? Yeah. Six seasons and nothing. But the six seasons already finished airing? Yeah. I didn't know. Finished like a year ago. What? It was pretty, pretty bad. Well, yeah, I stopped watching it. Pretty bad. I was a big fan of season one. Thought season two was okay. Maybe it was only five seasons. Season three caused me to quit. I jumped on season four and I loved it. And then they got rid of all those characters immediately. <laughs> Not a joke. Yep. Uh, anyway, they're, they're doing fine. The, the, the girl, she's now Supergirl, so. Yeah, well, not all of them are doing fine. Well, just Supergirl then. Yeah. All the rest of them can go. Well, I was alluding to one specifically who's very much not doing fine. Oh, the one who died? Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Oh. Corey Monteith, rest in peace. Yeah, he seemed like a good guy. Hit on my sister at a bar once. Hmm. I don't know if that means good or bad. Who can say? She turned him down. Oh. So. <laughs> Her loss. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> His game. Oh. And well, you've we're dropped dead. the recording. We're dead. Then. Who can say if we're still recording? This is why I normally produce the show. That's good. It's still recording. Oh, my still God. still recording. Don't I don't have a table. Put I don't it on have the a couch. table. Sit it on the couch instead of your knee. The couch doesn't move you. I got to keep an eye idiot. on it. I got to keep an eye on it. You can keep an eye on the couch. It did last six seasons, I can confirm. Okay. And it only ended in March, not like a year ago. This Jack-ass. March? Yeah. Wow, it really feels like much longer. Dreams now. Come True was the name of the final episode. It was terrible. From March 20th, it was all, the, all of it was the worst. <laughs> uh, there, there was a couple episodes where Sue w- was basically uh, trying to get two of the Glee students to have, have relations with each other by playing Saw-style games with them. Hmm. <laughs> Got bad. Well, this has been the end of Shut Up. What was the Asian's one name? <laughs> Harry? No, the That's girl. That's his real name in real life. The girl. Shut Up. Wow. Shut up, Artie. You, Artie was nice. Shut up, Brittany. No, she was good, too. Shut up, Santana. Nope, she was cool, too. Shut up. Was it Jacob Con- Ben Israel? Connie? Connie? Shut was... up, Jacob Ben Israel. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember who that is. So okay. he, was the, he was the crazy Jewish stereotype that worked on the school newspaper. Oh, like, right? yeah, he okay. can shut up. Yeah. He can shut up. <laughs> what? Where? How did we... Shut where up, did we get Flash. off? <laughs> Grant Gustin. Because remember, he was on the show. Yeah. As the evil gay. (laughs) They brought that back in the last season. Played by Grant Gustin or just a different... No, it was a jock. A a gay jock? Yes. Was it the gay jock who almost killed himself in the dramatic episode from a few seasons back? No, no. no. It was a different gay jock. New gay jock. Okay. And he was was a real delight. Okay. Because he... He didn't go along with what Sue wanted. He didn't want to go along with what the Glee Club wanted. He was like a... He was like the joker. (laughs) He was like a lone agent out there. The jocker. Sure. The jaker. (laughs) Oh, boy. What? Sorry, we, when, just, we winter, said we weren't going to go off the rails. Overview. Or we covered the overview already by saying. I mean, it's a Christmas singing episode. It's a episode. musical Glee Christmas time explosion. Yeah. First note: winter-themed human being. Well, yeah. My my note is a quote. 
Yeah. Trimming the Hellraiser. Yeah. Winter, so he looks like a Hellraiser, the Winter-themed human being, because he's got icicles, he's icicles on him. him. Yeah. It's very creepy. I mean, the, the Greendale human being is already pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, but you add some icicles. You add sharp points to him, and it's not going to get better. You add pretty much anything to him, and it doesn't get better. What if you had a nice uh, teddy bear? Where would you put it? I knew you were going to say teddy bear. face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anywhere you put it is bad. Yeah. Um, so do you think Shirley got that reference? Because yes. we do know from... Yes, because we learned she's a big Hellraiser fan. Yeah. She, she's a fan of the... What do they call them? Demonoids? D- the d- the gr- Grimman Grim Holds. Have neither of us ne- seen Hellraiser? I've seen the first Hellraiser. Oh, okay. Demon bites. No, what are they? Oh, oh. Molobites. What bites. are they called? There's something uh, bites. Devil bites. Helobites. <laughs> Cinnabites. What? Cinnabites. That's the one. Yeah. She knows. She knows all about Cinnabites. Yeah. Because she's very into the idea of hell. Yes. This is the real place. <laughs> uh, and I, I think, yeah, I think we do get a little indication that Shirley understood that joke. Yeah. That she, she laughs. There's a hand motion. Yeah. I enjoy it. Is the, is the pinhead the Hellraiser? I think they're all Hellraisers. Okay. <laughs> so Abed uh, says, "Here's what we can do for this Christmas. Mm-hmm. Let's all gather around and watch the Inspector Space Time Holiday Special, the 1981 Inspector Space Time Holiday Special. It's only two and a half hours. Yeah, two years after the Star Wars Holiday Special. It, it, that's you believe they're referencing that? Yes, it, definitely. Because there's something that happens that is a specific reference to something that happens in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, because as it was, we know as Doctor Who fans, Doctor Who never did as Who heads." Uh, well, they uh, do Christmas specials every year. But they do it as like a regular thing. That's not like a an awkward, scary thing. Yes. <laughs> awkward Correct. and scary. Correct. And also, it is worth pointing out, a lot of busters out there don't understand this. They still repeat the falseness. The Star Wars holiday special was not a Christmas special. No, it's Earth Day. No. Well, well I mean, it's, it's, close life, to Earth day. it's Life Day. Yeah. But the, what I'm saying is, Life Day was not supposed to be the Wookiee version of Christmas. Mm. It was the Wookiee version of Thanksgiving. Mm. And the special came out in November, mm-hmm. not December. Mm-hmm. And it was a Thanksgiving special. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also... If, so all the, all the wrong-o's out there, that's what I call them, the wrong-o's. Well, when we get to the part... the hell up. Where we see part of the... call it a Christmas special. Part of the Inspector Space Time holiday special. Yeah. Uh, I have some notes about that. Because they specifically reference some things. From the, from the Star Wars holiday special. Well, no, but... Uh, they have words that they use that I, we will get to when we get to that scene. Okay. <clears throat> now, my notes are sparse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three years after. It was three years after the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. I was thinking the Star Wars Holiday Special was a 79, but in fact, it was 78. All right. So this opening scene is the, the Glee the Club. So, this opening scene. Yeah. This opening scene. <laughs> yes. The Glee Club comes out and starts performing. Yep. Uh, the Wait, usual... does a joke about Annie's boobs first. Oh, sure. She says, booby. She, well, uh, so, uh, Bubby, please. Well, I'm saying how Troy heard it. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Troy says, I can't do that because I got to spend time with my family pretending it's not Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then Annie says, I'm, I do my holiday tradition of going to movies with my Bubby. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Troy says, aren't you going to bring both? And she says, well, one of them's dead. <laughs> and he says, what? <laughs> <laughs> Troy's very concerned when he believes that one of Annie's breasts has passed. Yeah. Fun play on words there. Fun. And then the Glee Clum comes in. The Glee Clum clums in. Yeah. And they're apparently all friends of the writers. Yes. Well, one of them is that guy who plays the gay guy and everything. Right? Yeah. I could. I didn't know how to look him up. I knew his name at one point, but I don't know. Because so. he was very familiar to me. I was like, hey, that guy, the guy who stabs his hand with a fork. Yes. Yeah. 
So they, they start performing, and then uh, Jeff kind of hints at... That he's oh, done something to stop them. They're, they're not going to perform for yeah. long. So they start their big uh, El- Elton John, John Lennon, Lil Elton, John... Elton... Elton, Elton, Lil Elton John Little John Lennon. Lennon. Crossover, which goes, hey, tiny dancer, okay. <laughs> Very awful. So scary. Yes. And then Chang comes in, says, stop, cease, cease and desist. And desist. <laughs> which apparently they had a lot of trouble getting through that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can see why. Yeah. The way he delivers time. it is so great. Uh, so he hands on the cease and desist. And then begins twirling his baton like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like a like a man in a suit, like a lawyer there yes. to help with the cease and desist. Yes, exactly. Apparently Jeff uh, left an anonymous tip with ASCAP. Yeah. Uh, My old nemesis. Is, is, is that how that works? They have to be, the Glee Club has to be licensed to sing their songs? I think. If I you, thought live performances had a different rule. I think if you, if you report it, I think you have to do something. Because I know, okay. And I think a lot of this stuff you get by by just like they can't invent. But I think if someone specifically reports it, mm-hmm. like, in, like I think a lot of the people get away with that kind of stuff because just no one cares to report it and ask him never finds out. Because I, I, I know with like, like uh, a high school choir situation, like they would obviously get those songs approved. Yeah. Because like they have to get the sheet music. Like, it's a whole si- system. I think you can just buy the sheet music, to be honest. But, like, you, to perform it, to charge money to perform it. Yeah. There's I think like, a lot of high schools don't. But this Glee Listen, Club... I'm not going to name any names, but a high school that, hypothetically, let's say maybe I went to. <laughs> let's just say that the city the high school's in starts with C. Uh, Wait, how do you know this information? Don't worry about it. This is, I'm, not, you know, I'm making this up. This is just a hypothetical that seems... Well, hypothetically, how would someone like you have found this out? It just seems... I didn't, I'm telling you, this. I found out because I made it up. Oh, okay. I, I just you just want up. them to stop. This isn't true, I'm saying. Uh, but let's just say maybe this happened. Maybe let's just say this seems plausible, and maybe it did happen. But it didn't happen, let's say. But maybe it did. <laughs> Where a high school whose city starts with C mm-hmm. just uses the Chicago Bears logo, which is just a C, as their school's football team logo. And maybe they even sell sweaters and stickers and teddy bears with that logo on it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think that high school... Would have bothered to get the approval from the <laughs> Chicago Bears, but they still sell that stuff. Mm. I think that kind of thing happens a lot. Okay, uh, but but as far as I'm concerned, this Glee Club is performing this uh, gratis. There, there's no charge to sit in the cafeteria yes. and listen to their bad renditions of songs. True. Yeah. So, uh, but but Andrew, there. If 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 I can just sit there and hear Lil Elton John Lennon, then I'm not going to go out on iTunes and buy Elton John, Lil John, and John Lennon CDs. I thought instead of iTunes, you were going to say a record store. <laughs> that is, You're not going to go to Sam here, Goody. Here's where we get into my hatred of art rules again. Uh-huh. What? I'll re, I'll re, you know, I, I extended it to the Rector's Guild in the past. I'll now say, fuck you, cap, eat my dick. Uh-huh. Because that is the argument, and that's the argument also against sampling, mm-hmm. as if people will hear the fucking drum line from Sgt. Pepper in a Beastie Boys song, and then because, like, well, I have that. Why would I buy Sgt. Pepper? Mm-hmm. That's dumb as hell. And I guess ideal, I, I, idealistically, I'm on the same side as the Glee Club here, even though their performance is terrible. Huh. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Jeff gets them to stop. Yeah. And then they all lose their minds because yes. singing is life, which um, I think this is where it starts the, the, the comparison to the TV show Glee. Mm-hmm. Because anyone who's seen, I'd say, even at least one episode of Glee uh, there's an understanding that these kids in Glee Club, they either sing or die. That singing is their life to the point where if someone says stop singing, they want to kill 
that person or themselves. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yes. It's utterly terrifying when you start understanding that that's what's going on in this TV show. Yes. Singing is their life to the point of if someone says, oh, you can't sing, they'd rather not live. Yeah. And that's what happens to this literal community college, Greendale Glee Club. Green Club. Glee Club. Glee Club, yes. I bet the dean didn't like that. (laughs) Stepping on his toes. Yeah. Um, uh, Everything's fine. We're all (laughs) fine here now. Uh, So, yeah. So, they have a... a, a, What what does the dean call it? A a group breakdown? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) They all have a mental breakdown at the same time. Yes. Oh, and he says... Um, well, this uh, is the study they're in, room you're talking about, right? Huh? This is when they're back in the study yeah, room? Yeah, we get back to the study yeah. room. Dean is talking to the group. So he says that they're in Westside Hospital. Yeah. I'm just, I wrote that down because okay. it's a specific place. So Troy also mentions before the Dean comes in uh, the year that they filled in for them. Yes. Am I crazy? Or well, is that off camera? Well, that that's in the St. Patrick's Day thing. Is that in that? That's in that montage, yeah. Okay. Have wow. we, is that, was that a season two? Am I crazy, right? Like, what's going on? It's, I, I, I mean, it, was, it definitely comes up in that episode, but I thought mm. that episode wasn't until later in season three. I think that episode was in season two. We're, we're all having collective memory breakdowns right now. Yeah. It was like... Because if it was season two, we've covered it already. Yeah, I'm certain we covered it, but I just don't remember it we specifically. It. Yeah, I remember because it's... Because the one that had to have been season Because that's the one where wing, the winger speech is spread out across all the different yeah. things. Yeah. I just don't remember seeing in those scenes a Glee Club moment. It definitely was. Okay. Because I remember I, the Western one. I remember the Haunted House one. So we both remember half of this. I remember, I remember the, the fishing one. There, but I don't remember us covering that episode already. But apparently you're saying we did. Yeah, it's um, uh, Memory. What's that episode called? Memories of Human Memory. Human, yeah. Diagnostics of Human Memory. Diagnostics of Human Memory time. No, that's not it. With Dr. Steve Brohl. Yep, it's crossover with Tim and Eric. <laughs> Ted and Eric, please. Ted and Eric, sorry. Rick and Morty Twitter fans unite. That's a deep cut reference. And now back to you, Andrew. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, basically the Dean is trying to imply that they should help. They should help out. Yeah. Because they did already that one time. Paradigms of human memory. That's the word. Season two, episode 22. Yeah. It's a late season tour. Yeah. Okay. Season two. Season two. It's not a tour. It's. Oh, jeez. What was that voice? <laughs> so the team. Because that was not a The auto. team. It's the not team. a tour. That's what you were doing. The Greendale, Greendaleys. The Grand. Uh, de- the Dean is trying to tell him to help out. They're like, ah, we're good. Then they, then we meet Corey Radisson. <laughs> Radisson, but like the that's hotel. That's what I meant to say. And played by Taron Killam, who they all said, loved. Yeah. So much. Who they insist? Yeah, the cast loved him. Yeah, the, the, the cast. I'm saying. Yeah. Mary Colby Smolders. 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 Spooky Smolder. I don't know if you're saying that last name right. Smolders. Smolder? Smolder. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Something. Some, it was like some code word, some combination of sounds. Just hit my brain in such a way that it hit the panic button. <laughs> I, I, I really like the X-Files. So how many molders would I like? Smolders. <laughs> some some smolders. One of us has to keep going. <laughs> Kobe Smolders. <laughs> Kobe I'm gonna look up the spelling because 
Smolders. I said it right the first time. You can go fuck yourself. It's Smolders. It is smelled like some more molders. <laughs> how did I activate? Are you crying? <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. How did you? How did I activate this panic button? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Kobe we, Smolders. We got the giggles so bad here. Told you we didn't need a hot room. <laughs> <laughs> this room is a little hot. It's a little warm. Uh, it's not as cool as advertised. Like my money back. <laughs> well, the AC is not on. I'm going to go on Yelp. You can turn the AC on. Will that pick up on the mics? No. The AC? Nah, dog. <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, nah, don't even trip. <laughs> so, Kobe Smolders is in this episode. <laughs> Darren, her, her wife. Her Darren kill him? Is. Her wife husband is. <laughs> Taryn. Who kill you him. might know from SNL. Killin? Is it killin or kill him? Kill him. There's an M. I always mess that up. I know. Fun fact about Taryn Killam that we learned in the commentary. Uh-huh. His roommate in college... Oh, yes. This is so interesting. ...was a man named Dean Pelton. Yeah. And that's where... That's where... Dan the, Harmon got the name... Dean Pelton. Yeah, he, he... Even though his name is not Dean, his title is Dean. Also, they mentioned this in the first scene, and I forgot this was in my commentary notes. David Cross yeah. loves this episode. I could see that. They said he watched it six times. Hmm. And uh, that's a fun thing, because he comes in in season five. Yeah. As Mr. Hickey Jr., yeah, what was his first name? Carl Hickey. Nope. Stephen Good Hickey. Good try. Buzz Good game. Good game. with three Z's. <laughs> Hickey. <laughs> Mick Hickey. Dante Hickey. Scarn Hickey. So uh, when Corey Radisson, Taron Killen, comes in, he says, oh, call me Mr. Rad. Yeah, or Corey. Just don't call me late for dinner unless you're serving Brussels sprouts. And then him and the Dean have a tickle fight. Yes. Uh, now, what what do you do? You think this is specifically a commentary on what was his name, Mister Shoe Schuster? Will Schuster call me Mister Shoe? Yeah, <laughs> right. You can call me Al. I know that much. <laughs> do you have the Pancake World? <laughs> anyway, listen, Mister Rad. Uh, he just seems like a real upbeat kind of guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he asked the 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 Greendale group, the study group, to help. Yeah. And they say no. And they say no. And he says. Thanks, bye. And he does, in Burton, to set up for the leader, uh-huh. he does say, you were so great when you helped him last time after the Glee team died in that bush crash. Bush, bush crash. That bush crash. <laughs> the bush. Sean Connery stepped in the room for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just hopped right on the mic. Uh, but after they died in the bush crash. <laughs> the bus crash. Yeah, the bus crash. Yeah, the bus crash. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so so they'd already filled in, and they say no. That's also a um, it's a type of skin condition that hobos get. <laughs> Bus crash. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now. <laughs> so he leaves, and they we all think, oh okay. And then uh, when the group disperses yeah. to go off on their different. Oh, I should say by the way, we I did, we didn't mention earlier, but when Abed first suggested watching the Inspector Space Time special, uh-huh. Jeff says if you try to make the holidays happy, it just makes them more sad. Right. This so, is a theme. Yes. Um. So when Abed leaves, mm-hmm. he passes through the cafeteria where the piano and everything's still set up. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Mr. Rad's playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and Abed's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I just thought I'd tickle the ivories one more time. And he starts singing a song. Do you <clears throat> like it <clears throat> or not like it <clears throat> when people refer to playing the pli- piano yeah. as tickling the ivories? The pianoforte. As tickling the ivories. I think it's all right. I like it. It's a fun, like it's a fun it. thing to yeah. say. Okay. Uh... Of course, it calls to mind a horrible history with elephants. What? Tickling the ivories. Elven? Elephants. Elephants. Do you not know what ivory is? <laughs> Do elephants eat it? 
No, uh, I'm kidding. I know what ivory okay. is. Please. <laughs> Thought for a second you had <laughs> we, the ivory wig. Please. Oh, of course. Anyway, you you don't want to tickle that ivory. No. <laughs> he might not like it, but he's dead now. It's okay. Rest impossible. Peace. <clears throat> Rest impossible. Peace. Yes. <laughs> is that what you just said? Yes. Just so keep moving. Just the, keep the moving. song. I don't know the names of the songs. I'm sorry. I meant to look them up. Glee. Don't they have names? It's something in your dick. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, it's when your b- brain lets your heart get in your pants or something. Something like that. Uh, but you sing the song of how great Glee is. Yeah, which this is. I I think they they go a lot of times. They they make sure you know that they're making fun of Glee. Yes. That this is a, a Glee parody of sorts. Uh, and here's the the very obvious the their first song that they sing. Uh, Abed kind of joins in with Mr. Rad as he How sings a song about piano Glee. still playing if you're not playing it? Yeah, something like that. He says it in a sing-songy voice yes. to match the music. Which I was trying to make, but <clears> failing, because I didn't know the right words. And you were doing it like Purd. <laughs> this is a Purd cast. <laughs> <laughs> a pun we talked about off-air last time. Yeah, that's a copyright to us now. <laughs> we own the term Purd cast. Purd cast. Uh, so yeah, so that's the first song, and this gets Abed into the mood. Yes. He says, yes, He is seduced by the song. Pretty much. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a, a, oh, and this, I think also we didn't mention this setup either, how when they leave, Jeff kind of gives a little uh, pep talk to the group and he says like, that guy is equal parts Manson and Hanson, so we need to look out yeah. for him. He's going to try and convince you to help with the singing, but we got to say no. Yeah, stay strong. Yeah, got to stick together. Don't Live be alone. Strong. Yeah. And but of course, Abed gets caught alone. Yes. And uh, so he goes home. He goes home. We see, Tro- can we talk about Troy? And what he's doing with the sandwich before. What was he doing? He was, Troy was just very happy, smiling and examining the sandwich. He had already taken a bite or two Uh and he wasn't like concerned like, oh, I put something in the sandwich I didn't want. He was just like, he was just like really into the sandwich to the point where he was kind of checking it out as he was eating it. Do you think that's maybe like a, um, like a, well, I just forgot the word. Like a, like if you're a money manager, you check your money sometimes. Maybe. He's like a, he's like a sandwich Maybe. accountant. A sandwich accountant. <laughs> I think he was just way into that sandwich and was like, you know what? I, I, I need to get a good look at this while I uh-huh. eat it. I really enjoy this. Do you think he was checking the, the layers, the number of meats that he put in so he could do that again? Maybe. Because, you know, okay. Do you want to talk about sandwiches? Sure. So when I make a sandwich, I yeah. make sure I have a certain number of meats. Mm-hmm. I count my meats. Yeah. My slices. Yeah. And my cheese slices. Sure. <clears throat> Recently, I had a sandwich... Where I believe I put, uh, I can't remember if it was two or three slices of cheese, mm-hmm. like four slices of ham, six slices of turkey. Yeah. That was a good sandwich. That's a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I'd like to think that's what Troy was doing. Okay. He enjoyed that sandwich so much he went, I got to make this again. Let me get the exact combo, yeah. combo number. Yeah. <clears throat> so Abed is, what, he's singing? He's humming? He's humming a little bit. Yeah. Which raises Troy's concern immediately. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, you're in Glee Club, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, whatever. I guess I just like liking things. Yeah, that's a great Abed line. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good, uh, I've heard other people say it. Yeah. Uh, but we should credit Abed. Credit to Abed. Mm-hmm. I've said it, certainly, in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Troy says, listen, I'd love to do this with you, but I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I can't, I can't do the whole Christmas biz. He says, I'm not supposed to celebrate Christmas, and here's which feeds into my theory from last episode. Which feeds into my theory, excuse you. <laughs> All of our conspiracy theories are running right now. You say. You say. You say. <laughs> you say. <laughs> that Troy would not have gotten Abed a Christmas present. Because as he says right here, I'm not supposed to celebrate Christmas. Here's what he says, though. He has here's trouble. Why it's He's troubled. 
here's why it's important. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, I don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. says, I'm not supposed to celebrate Christmas. Sure. Which is why I submit once again that his love of Abed is stronger than his ties to not celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that therefore, even though he knows he's not supposed to, mm-hmm. he does get Abed a Christmas gift. Well, I mean, clearly he does, because yes. he mentioned it last episode. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, yes. this leads into uh, Abed convinces Troy to celebrate Christmas as a kind of a, as a, double, agent. a double agent. Yeah, as a, as a spy. And they do an amazing rap. It's very good. It's so good. I'm going to highlight my favorite line. Okay. I'm going to watch all the Christmas specials I never could. I'll even cry during the sad ones like James Bond would. What, what, what is that about? I couldn't figure that one out. I can't wrap my head around it. Well, I think what he's, he's trying to cover for crying being lame. He's saying, no, no. This is just how committed to undercover I am. I'm oh, okay. spying just like James Bond would. <laughs> yeah, they have some, they have some good lines. Yeah. Like where Santa will come down the chimney. Yeah. And, and there's a, just like a weird graphic of, of like a, it's cut out versions of Troy and Santa. And yeah. Troy has a, a knife, knife behind his back, back and it yeah. turns into flowers. Yes. <laughs> so great. Good stuff. Abed <clears throat> Rabsiverse, good time. And then Annie. Now, do we want to talk about in the commentary? Dan Harmon was, was very upset. Yes. That the, the uh, according to of, him, the the rap is off. The music gets out of sync at one point. Is out of sync. But I, I think from right it. from right from the beginning, he says it's out of sync. I never noticed it. Me neither. I don't know music, but yeah, I've never had a problem with that. You rap. know, he's a perfectionist. That 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 Dan Harmon. Mm. And I think that's where this is coming from. That's that makes me sad. Yeah, you should be able to enjoy this episode because this part is very good. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Annie Burson comes to the bank. That's kind of a fun thing because while they're singing, it, it turns into an actual like rap music video, yeah. music video. And then right when Annie pops in, she is literally in the back of their music video because it's their uh, yeah. blanket fort. Yes, and you see her head pop in, and then we cut back to reality, and she is popping her head into their blanket fort. It's yeah. kind of a fun. Yeah, it's nice. And she's oh, you guys are rapping. Uh, and they say, she says, can I join? Yeah. And they say, yes. And then she's like, wait a minute. You never let me join your raps. <laughs> and then Troy says, well, we got to bond up. We're going to make it to regionals. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that's a glee parody is they keep talking about regionals. Regionals. Yeah. And Pierce has no idea what regionals yeah. are. Well, none of them do, but Pierce, but Pierce is the most vocal. Yes. <laughs> so the next scene, next scene, uh, we're in the study room. Yeah. Now I enjoyed this moment where there's, a, there's risers instead of the table. Yes. Which is a glee thing. Yes. And there's a piano guy. Who was clearly made to look like the, the Glee piano, piano guy. guy. Who appeared in what other show as a piano player? What? Yeah. He shows up as the piano player in another show, and it's going to blow your minds right now. I don't, I don't know. You want to tell you? Yeah. Gilmore Girls. I was going to guess that. There's an episode of Gilmore. I think it's like one of Miss Patty's recitals where you see the piano player. Is that the one where her, where Rory and Dean get pulled off the street? It might be. And, and Kirk is the director? It might be. Oh. I'm not 100% sure, but there's definitely a, a scene in Gilmore Girls where they show the piano player and it's the guy from Glee, because that guy's not an actor, he's a real piano player. Yeah. Or is it Or is it the one where it's Miss Patty's uh, dance recital and it's the, we've got magic to do? Ooh. I hate that part, but... If I had to guess, I would say it was that one. Oh. That's troubling. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then Pierce says... And is that piano guy there for everyone or is it just me yeah which is a callback to call- when he was hallucinating when he was hallucinating that he was the piano man yes i like Sing us a song he's the piano man. yeah <clears throat> and um, this is this song i believe is called baby boomer santa yes. troy and abed put on a production well, before that so they try to recruit him and jeff heavily resists mm-hmm. and he says uh you know accusing us of being bullies for not liking the show is reverse bullying 
which I think is a very direct reference to uh, some, some, maybe some Glee fans on the internet. And just, I think, Glee in general. Yes. Like, the way that Glee treats, like, the hierarchy of high school is yes. insane. Yes. <laughs> really insane. Yeah. Where somehow the Glee Club is the most hated and most loved group. Yes. And that, that's insane. <laughs> the show is so dumb. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, so he has that one. And then we, we got into Baby Booner Santa. Baby Booner Santa. Which, the, it's their, their appeal to Pierce. Which is really great. This is a very strong song, I think. This is... In that I kind of hate it. Because it is such a spot-on parody of this type of baby boomer past worship mm-hmm. that I think it's so sharp at, at this kind of bullshit that someone like Pierce would love. Mm-hmm. This is a real high point in the episode, I think. Where they basically sing about what Santa did through the ages. Yeah. So as if Santa was born in ni- 1949, they say. Uh-huh. As, it was, as if he was a baby boomer. And it's, you know, his life, which is supposed to make Pierce's life. Yeah. And giving him credit for every great thing that happened. He invented Coca-Cola. Yeah. And he, Spiel, Spielberg. Spielberg and microchips. Steven Spielberg and microchips. <laughs> Fake butter, AIDS, and Twin Peaks. Baby Boomer Santa, thank you for MTV. I didn't mention in the in the uh, Christmas wrap. Yeah, there was a Howard Hughes name check. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. I missed that somehow. Go double check. Have to watch that again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I like the the Howard Hughes name check in that. I like the Steven Spielberg name check in this. Yes. It was a lot. I have a lot of thoughts about Steven Spielberg. Check out Ben B One Spielberg on the Baby Network. Mm Coming soon to a Benvy Network near you. And then the great line at the end when Pierce starts singing. <laughs> and they mentioned this You're line a gift the to the world. I'm a gift to the world. I'm an American, I'm an American Pearl. Pearl. <laughs> Which is so great. Uh-huh. And that's how they got Pierce. Yes. Uh, uh, my next note is when they get Shirley. I, I think they get Annie before that. Well, before they, they before that, I'll say what happens. So first, so we start to see a hint that Mr. Rad is maybe not, maybe not the best guy mm. because Abed goes and he sees he's prepared right, there, a little diorama. There's also a, a moment earlier in the episode where uh, when he first gets Abed, yeah. the camera stays on Mr. Rad and his, his smile turns to like a kind of a evil grin. Evil grin, yeah. yeah. So we see Mr. Rad. He's prepping. It's a sort of diorama mm-hmm. of the Christmas pageant, which is the show that they're trying to organize here. Yeah. And uh, he says, okay, either Annie or Shirley will be the Christmas queen. Uh, and there's Britta. Britta's adorable. That's, that's all he says about her. Yeah. And then he, uh, Abed says, why does she have a leaf on her head? And he starts to take it off. And Radisson slaps his hand uh-huh. and says, she's a tree. Uh, he's making she's, it a, very, she's a mute tree. <laughs> she's a mute tree, yes. <laughs> so we get a little hint that he's, he's crazy there. And I think you also get the hint there that Abed starts to plan against. Like he starts to see that maybe this won't be as fun as it could be. Yes. Which, which I kind of like that. Yeah. I like that Abed, he, it seems like he gets convinced first, yeah. but I think he has the, he's got the clearest eyes, you know? Well, because he still is trying to do this as a thing to make Christmas fun for yeah. the group. Mm-hmm. So he's still kind of holding out hope for that, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, well, we don't even see them get Annie. <clears throat> no, Annie comes into the room. Oh, no. Uh, Troy or Abed say, oh, like, we have to show you something. Yeah. They go into that room. Yeah. And then that's where the door... Cl- Troy's behind the door. Right. Yeah. Abed brings Annie into the room yeah. with Mr. Rad. Yes. And then so then the door closes. We get, and then the Troy's behind the door, which is a funny, yes. funny moment. <laughs> he had a big breakfast. <laughs> so the next scene is... So then Jeff goes to find Annie. Uh, no, I've got the... I've got Shirley's... I definitely... Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because I've sorry. got two notes. Shirley, Shirley had a line that I, I don't know what scene it was in, but, sh- but Shirley says something like... I don't want to go into the study room. There's so many top hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote just, Shirley's afraid of top hats? Yeah. <laughs> so now, so Annie is dressed as a sort of 
in a sort of sexy Santa outfit. Well, she brings Jeff into a room. To, yes. And she's like, oh, I've got to talk to you about Mr. Rad. Yeah. And then she goes behind a curtain and then changes into this Sex- sexy Christmas outfit. Yeah. With like a, you know, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's a red, like a red short dress. Yes. With the Christmas trim around the edges, the yeah. white trim. Yeah. She's like, uh, you know, Mrs. Santa Claus with was, like, that, was I mean, 20. they're not like fish nets, but like sexy, like pantyhose things. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you call? Let's talk about women's clothes. (laughs) And she does her song, where she is both very dumb and also a baby. Yeah, it's um, uh, Dan Harmon seemed to really enjoy this song. Where the joke is that like uh, the idea of infantilizing women, making them sexy, Mm -hmm. which is a terrible thing that is real in our culture. Yeah, and here it's just taken to a crazy extreme. Yeah, the song is about how she doesn't understand Christmas because she's Jewish. Yeah. Which is kind of a funny concept. Yeah. I like that concept. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever liked this as an Annie moment, though. Well, she's doing it to seduce Jeff. Yeah. Like, she's fully aware of what she's doing here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think is what makes it okay. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it, it comes to a head that I, by the end of it, she, her sentence is, Buene hardy understandy Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Mistletoe for Edie tastes good. Uh-huh. <laughs> you smarty, me dumb. Help witty have fun. <laughs> Boop de boop de boop boop sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jeff says uh, that sexiness has diminishing returns. What's a diminishing <laughs> <laughs> reply? And here's controversy. Yes. So that happens, and then we cut to black. Uh-huh. And next time we see Jeff, we know that he's been converted. Yeah. Now there are people on the internet who would have you believe that that fade to black was signifying them having sex. Now, which I disagree with. I think I would have been in that camp until I rewatched this episode. Yeah. I feel like there's not enough evidence. Not enough evidence. There's no second grassy knoll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, some but, of this evidence is that in the musical uh, number at the start of the season, mm-hmm. they do say that they're going to have sex this season. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that was just part of the song. I don't think it happened here. I don't think it happened ever. Now, I do think it's an interesting idea, though. Yeah. Uh, because you have to think, what would cause Jeff to turn? Yeah. Uh, and I think... I mean, definitely whoever came up with the idea of having Annie seduce him. Yeah. That was the right way to go. Yes. But how far did her seduction go? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. I don't think that far. I don't think that far either. I think. How far do you think it went? I think there was definitely some, some kissy groping. But I think Jeff caught himself, but then he was too sucked into the song. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. Because I don't think Jeff at this point would have sex with Annie. Because they 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 kind of went over it, uh, what in their Halloween episode? They went over it a couple of times. Yeah, and I will say the evidence for them having sex, I suppose, is that by the t- when it fades to black, Jeff is still definitely not sold. Yeah, because he thinks this. He definitely like even when Annie sits on his lap to sing, he looks uncomfortable. And he still says the diminishing returns line. Mm-hmm. So obviously, she did something more to push him over the edge and convince him. Mm-hmm. I still don't think there's enough evidence to support that they had sex theory. What? I still don't think there's oh. enough evidence to support the they had sex theory. Okay, good. And it's not mentioned in the commentary, this theory. So. No. Maybe they hadn't heard it. Maybe they just didn't care. They did and don't care. All right, so I, uh, every, as, as every song happens, it, it, it keeps vying for my favorite because I really enjoyed the Shirley song. Yeah. So Pierce approaches <laughs> Britta and Shirley. 
Brenna's saying, stay strong, Shirley. And Pierce is like, well, I got to show you this. P- Pierce says, I'm not, I won't sing, but I can't say anything for these adorable angels. Yes. And then a, and a, a children's choir. choir. Come out. <laughs> one of which is Shirley's, well, uh, Nicole Brown's, Nicole Brown's goddaughter, goddaughter. And another one is her friend's daughter or something. Yes, something like that. And they sing a song about how the schools won't let them pray. Well, they sing a song. Their song is like uh, one of the, one of the opening. Like, Was anyone important born today? Yes. <laughs> Which that's the line that finally pushes Shirley over the edge. Holy crap! That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll. Uh, and Shirley has these little things that on the commentary of Nicole Brown mentioned she ad-libbed, where Ezra's saying the school, they can, they can only tell us not to pray. She's going, that's what they do, that's what they do, <laughs> which is so great. It's great Shirley ad-libs. Yes. And they kept it. Yeah. Because they were perfect. Yes. And then uh, they say, was anyone important born today? And then Shirley comes in and says, Jesus, Jesus Christ was born. Cut a cut a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, cut the cake for him. She's, she's doing like a weird miming cake cutting. Good stuff. Yeah, great stuff. That's how they get Shirley. So Britta runs away in fear, finds Jeff in the hall, says thank God. He's he's got her back turned to her, mm-hmm. and then uh, a little fun invasion of the body snatchers reference. Mm-hmm. He turns around, reaches his hand out, goes ah. And we zoom in on yeah. his open mouth. Yeah, and it's of course mimicking the exact same like framing of the body snatchers. Ever seen that film? I have. I've seen. I've, I've seen the '56 version. Uh, I've seen the '78 version. Jelly. I've seen the '94 version. Oh, I have not, not seen, seen Invasion. The Invasion, which I own, but have I've you, never watched. Have you seen any of them? No. I tell you, I've seen the Looney Tunes parody. Sure. Uh, have you seen that? No. That's some crazy shit. <laughs> I like the '56 version the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the '70 version is really good too, and the '90s version has some moments in it, but it's like kind of weird and too dark. I think mm-hmm. that one takes place on a military base. Mm. But the so they kind of go Day of the Dead on that. A little. Hmm. Uh, the 70s has that has the great kind of moment, though, with Donald Sutherland. Well, yeah, Donald Spoiler Sutherland. Spoiler alarm, by the way. He oh, turns well. and goes... Yeah, pointing, it's, it's in a... Which is the line, the, the moment that they're referencing here on Community. That's like, that's famous. Yeah. That's fine. Have you not... We're going to have to... I'm going to have to find that Looney Tunes one to show you, because it's nuts. Okay. It's, it's seriously nuts. <laughs> All right. Should uh, I watch The Invasion? Is it worth it to complete? I haven't seen viewing? it. I won't watch it until I watch all the others now. I didn't know there were so many. I thought there was only two. You, you revealed a 90 version. The 90s version is just called Body Snatchers. Oh, okay. It's directed by Abel Ferrara hmm. and Forrest Whitaker's in it. Hmm. Okay. Um, my next note is Planet Christmas, and I have no idea why that's here. That's the song they sing of the pageant. Oh, no. I think that's what Abed talks about, Planet Christmas. There's like something. No, it's definitely the song because we are Planet Christmas and we sing. Oh, okay. It's definitely that. Uh, so in the in the background, what's going on is uh, uh, Mr. Rad. So the, the Christmas pageant is happening. Everyone has yeah. been converted. Yes. Uh, Mr. Pierce Rad, thinks this is regionals and finds out that this is not regionals. No, and and the way that Mr. Rad words it is like there's there's semi regionals, regionals, quarter regional finals. Yeah. There's a whole list of things, and Abed goes, "Oh, I thought." thought this was just you know fun for christmas yeah and he goes no this is your life yes <laughs> which uh abed doesn't like abed is the mouse king which is a character from the nutcracker i, b- I believe it's rat king in the nutcracker but yeah I, they call him a mouse king okay the so, rat king is the villain in the nutcracker if i have if memory serves i don't you know nutcracker is just for cracking nuts as far as i'm concerned i've never seen it but i just i've read okay done some reading some <laughs> academic okay. research okay okay so uh, Abed realizes that it's, it's time to shut it down. Yeah. 
So after, so after a little bit of the first needle, which is, we are planet Christmas when we sing. Which uh, Shirley and Pierce, they're doing some strange. Yeah. Well, Pierce, it looks like he's hurting himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff is just not quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy is doing a pretty good Michael Jackson impression mm-hmm. of Shirley Men- or Yvette Nicole Ramage in the commentary. Abed runs backstage and says, "Mr. There's been a change. Mr. Ab wants you to be the mask." To Britta. Yes. Uh, I wanted to mention a fun thing that I noticed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so on the DVD, there's a there's an extra like a six minute feature oh, yeah. called the, a Gleeful Community Christmas, where they all kind of talk about what it was like doing the singing episode. Yeah. There was a moment that I caught on that where during that pageant scene, um, I I don't know why, but Pierce's stand-in is stand is is. Oh really? In Pierce's place, and huh. it's the Pierce's stand-in is the Pierce from Abed's Cool Films. Yes. Yeah. And so it was really funny to see that guy <laughs> in the outfit yeah. standing where Pierce should be while they're doing I don't know rehearsals or something. Huh. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay, it's pretty good. Uh, what? So it, Abed tells oh, yeah. Britta, and Britta says, "Are you sure?" And oh, and I don't good. know the words, and Abed says, "They're in, they're your, in heart. your heart." And she says, "The doy." The doy. <laughs> so then she comes out. Yeah. In that brown leotard. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the Gleeful Christmas special, she ref- she thinks that she looks like Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Mm-hmm. If that's true. In the commentary, Dan Harmon says only she could make that leotard sexy. It, and she does. Let me say, I can't. I, you know, I'm going to tell you, when it aired, I didn't notice it. I noticed it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something there. There's something. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard not to comment on. Let me just say that. Uh, Try not to be creepy about it, but Jesus Christ, but also that she is a says, tight leotard. Uh, uh, Gillian Jacobs says that she can't sing. Yvette yeah. Nicole Brown says that she can sing. Yeah. And then in the, in the a Gleeful Community Christmas uh, uh, thing, she also says she can't sing and that the writers use that as inspiration to make Britta not be able to sing. I don't think that's true. Well, she says she had to take three years of, of singing at Juilliard yeah. as a requirement. And I think if you take three years of singing at Juilliard, you're, you're going to be able to sing a little. Yeah. So... She's saying purposely bad as Britta yeah. in this moment because it was what was needed for the story. Yes. And uh, a little callback to uh, remedial chaos theory mm-hmm. with Miso Christmas, Miso Christmas. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so great. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's this great moment that I forever love where the dean looks at his program. Yes, yes. Don't let me his program. This is my favorite moment in this episode. Do it. So Britta comes out, does her thing, and then the dean just very disappointed looks at his program and says, Oh, Britta's in this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. Uh, Mr. Rad jumps on stage, yeah. says, stop, this is bad, this is not gleeful. Yeah. And uh, the dean says, no, we're an inclusive school, let her sing her dumb song. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd kind of, they booed Mr. Rad when he stopped her. Yes. Like, they wanted this to continue. Well, what because you... they saw that he was the bad guy. Okay. They saw that he was being In crazy. my mind, they just wanted it to end as fast as possible. <laughs> and that if this guy prolongs it, they're yeah. gonna have to keep sitting there. Yeah, no, I think they saw that he was being mean to Britta. Oh, of course, yeah, and they didn't like that. Well, in the study group, that snapped the whole study group out of whatever. Well, yeah, and hypnotized. because he calls her the worst. Yeah, and then Jeff only does, as to... they point in the commentary, Jeff does a very sassy pose and says, "Hey, <laughs> only we can call her that." <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, in in you know he's so angry and and not guarding his words. He reveals that he cut the brake lines on the bus. Well, he basically, he says, either you can have this or you can have another bus crash. Yeah. He goes, no, I didn't just say, and he uses quotes, I killed the Glee Club yeah. in a bus crash. Yeah. He says, but you know, sometimes the brake lines, they get cut. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, he points and he says, oh, look, Kings of Leon, and runs off. Yes. Were they that big at the time? Uh, probably. Okay. 
They had like what one song. Well, I think it's funny because they're like it's it's just a weird choice to make. Sure, I think that's why it's funny. Okay, and then the dean says, "I can't believe I trusted him to pilot that magic carpet in my dream last night." <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. The dean's dreams are something else. Yeah, I would watch that show. Just adaptations of the dean's dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so then Abed, he he comes to that realization. Oh wow, by trying to make it everything happier, we it did make it darker. Made, we brought out the darker parts. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He leaves, he goes home. He's microwaving buttered noodles. Yep. Watching the Mr. Space Mr. Space. What is wrong with me? <laughs> what were you going to say? Watch it. I was, I was going to say space Mr. Time? Space Time's Boy. holiday special. The Inspector Space Time holiday special. Now, let me tell you, there's a there's a moment here. So yeah. uh, uh, he, he gives, Inspector Space Time gives Constable Reggie a gift. And he says, it's customary to do this. He says, happy time day. Yes. Now, I would think that this means that even in this holiday special, as Abed is calling it, yeah. it is not Christmas. Yes. It is some other weird... It's time day. It's yeah. time day, yeah. which may not even be related to Christmas. Yeah. Even though there is a gift-giving element. Yes. Uh, we're not entirely certain. Which Life Day did not have, because Life Day is Thanksgiving, not Christmas. Okay. They had a feast. Yeah. Right? They ate the, the weird little frog creatures. They what had a feast, and, and Chewbacca's dad watched some weird porn starring B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> that's true look it up okay <laughs> look it up look it up uh andrew look it up anyway you didn't do your claps you usually do some claps for that i don't think that picked up too late so yeah my last note was happy time day but basically everyone comes over yeah well so he's happy time and he gets him a gift which is he he takes oh, it, I think right. it's a 3d it's a hologram a, it's a hologram <laughs> but and it's clearly like a band that just exists in the real world that's not part of the inspector space time universe yeah which is a reference because in the star wars holiday special mm-hmm. they do that there's a part where they go let's watch this three day uh, 3d performance and it's a hologram of jefferson starship <laughs> <laughs> so Jefferson Starship oh, wow. kind of exists in the Star Wars universe because they watch them perform in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Wow. So that is a real thing that's actually in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Wow. For all you people who thought that was just a crazy made-up thing for community. No, that happened yeah, and, in the Star and Wars And you can Holiday tell special. that as Abed's watching it, like that, it's not just like they're going to show that hologram for a minute. They're going to do a full performance. Yes. That band is going to perform and we're going to watch it hologram style. And they do that in the Star Wars Holiday <laughs> Special too. Uh, but then there's a knock at the door. Yes. The, the whole group has come. And they're caroling. They're cow- caroling. Caroling. And Britta's singing actually quite well here. Yeah. As a caroler. As a carol- caroler. A yeah. car- car alarm. Um, <laughs> then there's a fun moment here where Jeff is talking about how, you know, we need a little relief because it's been pretty dark this semester. Mm-hmm. I basically killed a guy. And then Pierce has a great little, like, shake his head, like, nah, don't worry. Like, like Pierce is like, nah, you're Pierce good. isn't mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I really like that Pierce is, is cool about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. That's really funny to me. Uh, and that's my last note about the episode proper. Uh, the tag is the little acapella thing. Oh, I do have to, I didn't write it down, but one of my favorite moments here, everyone's uh-huh. gathering around the TV. Yeah. Uh, Annie kind of sits on the side of the chair that Abed was sitting on. Abed yeah. goes to sit down, and then Annie holds his hand. That's a sweet moment. It's nice. That's a really sweet because you could tell that Abed was really hurt by the whole. Yeah. Like it's a really nice thing. Nice. Uh, and then, it, my my big note from the that six minute a gleeful community Christmas special on the DVD, Event <laughs> Nicole Brown loves Christmas songs. They they do a segment at the end. Everyone talks about their favorite Christmas song. She lists off like seven. Yeah. They keep cutting back to Joel McHale. He's like, wow, I can't even. Can't even think of one right now. They all blend <laughs> together. And then he finally comes up with, he says, oh, that jingle that used, they used the Band-Aid song. Oh. <laughs> like, he, he couldn't even remember the name of it. I don't know what it was, but it yeah. was really funny that that was, that was what stuck out for him. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun time. Yeah. 
how would you compare this episode to other Christmas episodes that they've done? Uh, there's a season one episode where, what is it? It's December 12th. Yeah. 10th? December 10th. Yeah. That's a good, I think that's a good one. Yeah. That's fun because two? that's where they kind of all reveal their, their religions and how that works. Huh? What was season two? Yep. Well, season two was Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. That's a classic. That's a classic. How did we both blank on that? I don't know. Anyway, that's a classic. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I think the songs are definitely fun. Here's what I'll say about this episode. Hmm. I really like the songs. The songs are great. Yeah. I would rank this as, this is one of, this is one of the lower ranked episodes for me. Just in, as an episode goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think story wise, it doesn't really serve much of a story. Well, I think the problem with this episode is, hmm. uh, I think, you know, it's a parody of Glee. Yeah. And I think a very important aspect when you're doing a parody of something like this is there has to kind of be a love for the thing you're parroting. Mm. That's why Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz work so well, because mm. they clearly love zombie movies and cop movies. Whereas this, it's clear that they hate Glee. Yeah. <laughs> and they say that uh, Amber Riley and... Is that her name? You, you said it, and I agree. Uh, and Darren Chris, I know that's Darren his Chris, name. Darren Chris, yeah. They saw this episode and loved it. But it definitely comes from... This Like this is not a parody. This is not a loving parody. No, This no, is no, a no. let's make fun of Glee. This is Glee because stupid. they're on the same lot as us and we hate them. Yeah. And I think that kind of hurts it. Mm-hmm. Where I, I, I think this episode is too much about shitting on Glee than it is about actually kind of advancing the story. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good here, obviously. Like, like we said, the songs are great. But I think overall, it, it kind of gets stuck in that a little too much. Yeah, and I think, if anything, this is also kind of a, uh, as, as TV shows, as they, they film and air, this episode is a reaction to people saying that the season was too dark. Yeah. Because as the characters say, oh, we had a dark semester so far. Yeah. So, in that sense, like, sometimes when they react, it's good, and this is not, I don't think this was a good reaction. It's just too self-conscious of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we still like I it. I, I like it because, yeah. because there's enough good in there and because, I mean, the jokes are so really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, community, unless, unless we're talking about the gas leak year, there's always going to be good in an episode of Community. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any episodes that I think are out and out bad. Yeah. But uh, I, I would rank this lower on the ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also why I don't like The Wedding Singer because it's a movie that parodies 80s culture while clearly hating 80s culture. And that's why it's a, a dumb movie and you're all wrong for liking it. That's really strange. Adam Sandler went back to that well with the uh, '80s culture in Pixels. It's true, and, and, look, and you can tell how, that look how that he did not him. understand how arcade machines worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see Pixels? Yeah. Okay. Remember we were going to talk about it. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so we are Planet Christmas when we, we sing. We are Planet Christmas when we sing. <laughs> yes. Uh, plugs. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I do another Plugs. podcast Plugs. <laughs> called Nerds Eye View, uh, which Plugs. every week uh, I review a new film that's Plugs. in theaters. Uh, I do that with people that I know and Plugs. like, like Jordan Scott, Plugs. like Matt Benson over there. Hey, uh, sometimes we get Adam, Plugs. we get Lil Espy, we Plugs. get Thomas Willett, author. Plugs. Uh, Plugs. We, get, we get all kinds of people. Plugs. So, go check it out, Nerds Eye View. Uh, our most recent episode, Plugs. we reviewed The Man from Plugs. Uncle. Next week, we believe we're going to do American Ultra. Uh, but go check out the back catalog. Plugs. We had a lot of good stuff for you to check out. Uh, lots of good reviews. Uh, I do another podcast with Plugs. Matt Benson and David King. Hey, it's a fully written out, Plugs. choose your own adventure style podcast, Plugs. an enhanced podcast where Plugs. you get to make the choices as Plugs. the listener, much like in a choose Plugs. your own adventure book as a reader. Plugs. You would. 
Go check that out. BenVNetwork.com slash PYP. It's Pick Your Path. Plugs. It's coming to a close. We got, uh, what, two more big eps? Plugs. And then that's the end of season one. Plugs. But check it out. You, you, got, you got four episodes right now to go Plugs. listen and adventure through. Plugs. Uh, what else? Plugs. We got a Patreon. Shut Up Leonard is a Patreon. Plugs. If you go to Patreon.com slash Shut Up Leonard, then you will Plugs. find our Patreon page. If you give us a little money, Plugs. you get access to a bonus feed Plugs. where we do basically Plugs. this show, but for Plugs. episodes of other shows. Uh, the one we got up there right now Plugs. is for Arrested Development, Plugs. and there will be another episode joining soon. Plugs. So go check that out. Uh, give Plugs. us money if you like us. If not, Plugs. just keep listening to the free show. We're not going to ever charge you for these free episodes, Plugs. unlike some no other people. Plugs. Uh, that was a sh- that Plugs. was a uh, we were calling out Howl, Plugs. the new Earwolf app. Plugs. Uh, anyway. Plugs. I think I'm done with my plugs. Go to BenMeNetwork.com. Check out all the shows on there. I'm on a bunch of them, like Matt and Brando's wrestling show, <laughs> Popsicles, <laughs> Benson's Boombox, Pick Your Path, the aforementioned, and Bendu on Spielberg, where me and Justin Keyson talk about D- David Spielberg. His, his real name is David. Most people don't know that. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg's filmography, film by film. We just talked about the Twilight Zone movie. And uh, next up, we're going to talk about... Temple of Doom. So look forward to that. That's all on BenBuNetwork.com or on iTunes or Podcast or whatever the hell you like to listen to podcasts on. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson, as DR Matt Benson. I'm on Twitter at, at Podcaster Andrew. You can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, you can write us an email at ShutUpLenardPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you you can do stuff on iTunes that would really be a big old big old pile of help for us. We would love that. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us, and we'll see you next week. Google Pylon. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy, and I'm Phil Vecchio, and we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast, like what, like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about poo. And you, if you, if that sounds cool to you, and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benvnetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com. <laughs>